0: Hey everybody! Welcome to another edition of Ace on Music. I'm joined by my producer, Mark. And uh, this week, I wanted to talk about something that has been a part of music ever since music started, basically. But and that is the the power of the E. And what I mean by the E is the explicit language warnings that some music gets. And you know, if you remember, a number of years ago, uh, there was some congressmen's wives who got together and they formed this organization called the PMRC which was their mission was to alert parents to the explicit nature of certain music and things like that and And they ended up creating uh, getting congress to affix these warning labels to records saying you know warning explicit explicit content and things like that and it, it, you have to wonder whether that helped or hindered the sales. And so that's what we're going to be talking about a little bit today i mean the first the first thing I want to talk about as far as explicit music goes, is what is considered explicit and what is considered offensive at any given moment in in the the history of mankind seems to to shift you know back in the seventies, I remember the uproar when Alice Cooper would do his his shows and and that was considered, and there would be protests outside of his shows and that sort of thing. And then later you would have, you know, when KISS came out and they were doing their, you know, blood spitting and their fire breathing and and there was people protesting outside of that saying they were, you know, Satan worshippers or whatever. And, and, and even when I remember when Marilyn Manson came out, I mean, calling himself the Antichrist superstar and being a minister of the Church of Satan and everything. But really, you, know, you have to wonder how much of that... Um, really impacted the sales in a positive way. I I have a feeling that there are a lot of people who would seek out this music and and listen to it in an explicit way. So what, what do you think, Mark, how do you think that having warning labels attached to music has affected or hindered it?
1: Well, you know, it's, it's interesting. It certainly drew a lot of attention, um, in the beginning we know that the E stood out and was a was a big deal and a form of controversy and now you go onto YouTube music and you get a bunch of things with an E on there and you know, you decide for yourself whether or not you care. Um or I decide for my daughter whether or not I think she's old enough for that. Um and I also can can tell you that, that when songs like Driver's License came out, um Ace, you familiar with driver's license? Absolutely. There you go. So, Only because of you, though. <laughs> um, you know, the driver's license is the, one of the biggest hits of all, maybe the biggest hit of all time when it comes to people of that demographic, that age. It has an E on there. Mm-hmm. You know, she has a, a dirty word. I don't think it's changed the world. I would think, if anything, we've we've become less prudish because of the available content out there. Um and we all know that it there were studies at some point that said that people were buying more records. They were more comfortable buying a record that had an E on there, than not. So uh, I I don't know what what it's really changed. Whether it has inspired a change in behavior, but um, I, I I think D Snyder
0: was right. <laughs> yeah. Well, the other question you have to ask is 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 putting an E or an explicit warning label on something going to affect the 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 record or the artist or by having that is it going to accentuate their impact with that music what i mean by that is probably the biggest song of 2020 was the song wap and for those of you don't know what wap stands for it was wet ass pussy and it was an extremely explicit song was a huge hit and i remember um There was even a uh, a congressman who was talking about this and was was actually reading some of the lyrics to the official record, and it just it made me think just how afraid some people are of this explicit warning thing, and 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 you know going back to the Alice Cooper example, is there anybody who could rationally look at what Alice Cooper was doing back in the seventies, which was causing all that brouhaha, but in today's terms it's so vanilla and so you know non-offensive it you, you 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 could see it on daytime tv now and you'd see things that are much much worse but the question more is do you think that uh, an album say like you mentioned D Snyder and D D was was if you haven't seen his testimony in front of congress it was genius the D is an extremely intelligent man and what was funny is Twisted Sister, his band, Twisted Sister—they've never recorded a song with an explicit lyric in it ever, and but they were being smacked with the same paintbrush that you know um, bands like Two Live Crew were being hit with, or N.W.A. or things, and it it just seemed, but it 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 threw their sales into the stratosphere because people were attracted to that sort of thing. But when you when you look at a song like W.A.P. Do you think that w a song like that is is being affected by uh the fans, or is it affecting the zeitgeist in a in a different direction
1: i you know that is a a complicated question uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, you know it, I don't know where what what's driving what I, I think I think you're making two points, and the first one which is d um, it, it was easy to stereotype that style of music. And to and to, it wasn't just a brush that was thrown up in the air. It was it was a, a generality that it was so understood that the younger generation was not as good or as smart or as moral or as decent as the older generation, and that especially people who were had long hair and wore makeup and were a little bit out there, nonconformist, they must be more stupid, they must be alcoholic, they must be violent. They must be brutal and, 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 and beating and domestic violence and this whole thing. And what D did, which was fascinating, and I don't know that he managed to destroy the stereotype, but he certainly threw a big wrench into it, was he showed up and he was intelligent, non-drug using, non-violent, not cursing. Uh, and, and, and he basically said, listen, you know, the, the E does not mean anything uh when it comes to the person, it may have something to do with the art. Uh of course. And he went and he created a very formal, thoughtful discussion as to, you know, what this E really stood for. And that it was an artistic statement. And I think that was part of it. Now that the WAP is 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 interesting because I mean it's not <laughs> something you actually see on daytime TV. I no. mean it <laughs> it pushed uh you know it pushed a few buttons. And uh, I remember a a number of people were trying to read the lyrics to it. And, you know, hey, I mean, there are a lot of songs, plain vanilla and not, that you don't want to sit around reading the lyrics to. (laughs) Yeah, that's Uh, true. (laughs) So, you know, yeah, you can single that out once again, like a generalization. And you can try to paint the people who are doing it a certain way. And you can try to say the kids, the kids these days. Um, but, But I guess the bottom line, as far as I was concerned, is... That artists will continue to push buttons. The First Amendment guarantees that uh, they they have the right to, and uh, and whether or not they're pushing the buttons to try to get to the kids, because kids definitely heard it, uh, or whether they're trying to stand up for for women's rights in, in a way that says we have the right to to our bodies and our opinions and our thoughts and f- to feel the way we do, or whether it whatever that was that drove it, it certainly. It certainly got through.
0: <laughs> well, I think there's also the factor that of of the shock factor, you know, and and that is that people get shocked about something, but then as they're continue to be exposed to it for a certain amount of time, that shock value goes down. I mean, we the aforementioned Alice Cooper thing, or or the Kiss thing, or the the Marilyn Manson thing, and right now you have the the WAP thing, but. You know, when the next thing comes along, if we were to revisit this song in, say, 10 years time, people might look at us and say, well, what was the big deal? You know, like, well, that's a lot of a lot of when when I talk to my 11 year old nephew, who's a big music fan about and I show him Alice Cooper or something like that and tell him about the controversy that surrounded it. He, he kind of looks at me and goes, why? Like, what what was what was the problem here? Why were people so up about this? Yeah. I'll tell you, you know, we go back to
1: Ozzy and biting the head off a bat. And of course, you know, I, I'm not I'm not going to throw out everything as being, you know, without without controversy or fact. I'm just saying, you know, this was the story. People did not line up to bite the heads off of bats. <laughs> uh, we we you can find, you know, Jim Morrison diving off a building. People didn't line up to do that because Jim did. And, and, and WAP comes out and. You know, whether it's, you know, attributed to kids, you know, in the younger generation or, or, or minority, whatever it is, it, it turned out to be a piece of art that stood by itself. It, people did not line up to do their own version of WAP. True. It, it, it did not change fundamentally what the E stood for or what art stood for or open the floodgates to Im- immorality. It just, it just was. Um, like so many billions of songs that have preceded it, it just is a another song, and it has its evolution and will make its own social change if it's uh, so lucky, and, and then we move on.
0: By the way, if it's to be believed, you know, Ozzy never intended to bite the head off of that bat. He explains that it was, he thought it was a rubber bat that somebody had thrown on stage and he did it for effect and then realized when he chomped down that it was not a rubber bat.
1: (laughs) That's right. And and that's why I wanted to be very careful there when I said, you know, not stories without controversy. Yes, there are many of the most heinous acts ever committed by artists that were actually not committed by those artists. Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You know, a lot of this is a show and I've been on tours with artists that had their own form of shows and you realize at the end, that in fact it is theatrical, um, or in the case of Ozzy, maybe unintentional.
0: <laughs> well, it can also be uh, uh, in order. It can be used as a tool to get into a mindset. I know that uh, the guys in Slipknot are guys I've known since before they uh, they put out their first record, and they have told me some stories about things that most people would freak most people out, but they would do it within their own organization because it would get them into the mindset to do the performances or the artwork that they do. Like, for example, Sean Cran uh, told me once that um, they were on tour somewhere in America, I think it was, and they stopped at a truck stop to use the bathrooms and get food and things like that. And they found this dead bird in the parking lot. And one of them scooped it up into a mason jar that they had sitting around. And they kept that thing for weeks. And every night before they'd go on stage, they'd open the jar and all of them would take a deep whiff of this of this rotting bird corpse and it would either make them vomit or put them into an anger or whatever and that would allow them to go out there on stage and and do the crazy show that they do but uh going back to the explicit thing there's also the question of does an artist intentionally take something too far in order to to get that uh, that notoriety and that and that sort of uh shock value out of it probably, but um, at the end of the day you can be as shocking as you want you can do whatever you want and you might get headlines but if the music isn't there to back it up you're going to be in and out of the headlines faster than than anything. what do you think mark
1: uh, I'm gonna give uh the public less credit on that one. Um yeah, mu- musicians are a brand. Um the fact that Alice Cooper is Alice Cooper is part of why people like Alice Cooper. And so yes, I I 100% agree in the sense that the music still ultimately in the end has to stand on its own. But great songs by an artist that has a better brand may outsell will outsell great songs by an artist that doesn't have the same brand. Uh I have known artists that needed to be bad boys. I represented one who went out and got arrested on purpose. We know that artists for years, years and years, maybe you know, definitely decades would call the paparazzi before they would go out to make sure that they were able to dress a certain way and got the get the photos taken of them exactly as they wanted to get the message out for branding. And uh, and we know that, you know, we know that that's all been part of the way artists have have conducted their public relations campaign. And the more famous you are, the more the the more the paparazzi and the cameras and the news is dying to tell and relay your brand. And so I think absolutely putting the word fuck into a song and getting the E has a huge difference. In terms of the way in which you're constructing your brand, that if you want to be a, a sort of the goody-goody, the prudish, uh, the clean, absolutely, you can be that and you can or you cannot. And um, I, I think more often than not,
0: artists pushing those lines has appealed to the audience and it helps. Absolutely. I mean... And, and and you kind of touched on something there, and that is the whole concept of spin and how you deal with a certain situation. I've, I've had the good fortune to tour with Alice Cooper a number of times, and there's a famous incident that happened to him in the 70s where a f- he was doing a show somewhere. Uh, uh, I don't quite remember where it was, but some fan threw a live chicken on stage. Now, Alice is a Detroit born and bred guy, never been on a farm in his entire life, And he picked up the chicken and he thought hey it's a bird it's got wings these things can fly and he threw it into the air thinking it was going to fly out over the audience of course chickens can't fly so it hit the crowd and the fans grabbed it and literally tore it to bits alive and threw the parts on stage and he was horrified absolutely horrified at what had happened and, uh, you know, the headlines the next day were, you know, Alice Cooper rips chicken live on stage and things like that. And he was like, well, that's not what happened. And he told me that he got a call from Iggy Pop and said, is this true? Did you really do this? He says, no, no, no. That's not what happened. This is what happened. He says, don't tell anybody. Right, don't tell anybody. <laughs> so. The story
1: works. <laughs> yeah. So. I mean, we now know that there are certain stories that don't. But that some of that is an ebb and a flow and a sense, you know, the sense of the public sensibilities at the time. Um, and we know that what may, maybe had made you into the right kind of a person a couple of years ago would, would get you shunned uh, now. And, uh, and that's, you know, that's just part of what it means to be pushing lines and breaking down uh, barriers, good and bad. So, uh, but yeah, sometimes it's best to let everybody think you, you had the, turkey uh,
0: executed (laughs) you know there's there's another aspect to explicit language in music and that is that by its very nature um the way that you can the way you use diction and language can really impact how your message gets across like if you know you use you brought up the uh the term fuck right now that is a term that has become you know there's a lot of comedians who talk about it that there are a lot of ways that 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 word can be interpreted depending on how it's used and how it's used like if 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 uh say you make a joke at my expense and I kind of go oh fuck you you know well that's one way of saying it whereas if I'm angry at you and I use that word in a very loud direct way that has a different implication entirely and as an artist you got to figure an, a lyricist is using language as his tools of the trade, and part of language is explicit terms and 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 how they impact the the strength of your message and 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 what you're trying to get across. I think it's essential to to have that tool in the arsenal of a lyricist, wouldn't you think?
1: I I do. Um. And I think there's a reason why the Supreme Court has had the opportunity to weigh in on this many times, and to try to come up with what it might consider to be certain words, the seven dirty words that you can't say on TV, that 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 it considers to have no social meaning, and leave all the rest of them to us for us to use. Um, I, I would I would also throw out there that that in the same way as somebody could use a word that has a number of connotations, there have been some of the most incredible artists of all time. And one of them, I happen to uh, remember her name is Megan Nicole, who made a career doing songs, cover songs, essentially in many cases of songs that had E ratings, but she was able to bring those, that music to kids like my daughter, who I was not allowing to listen to songs with E ratings at the time. And, had millions of downloads, um, because there is a market for, for that parents still had the right to, to try to monitor that and to ultimately choose artists like Megan Nicole. And so the idea of benefiting from that was massive, but, but you're right. It, so social messaging has to be something that gets noticed. And, um, and those words work, Mm -hmm. um, and they get noticed, and as a result, it helps with the message, whether you want to hear it or not hear it or whatever. But it, they definitely get noticed.
0: And even to the to the fact that the if the uh, the logo that the PMR, PMRC came up with that they put onto the records, it's it's become a popular T-shirt that people wear with a big copy of that sticker on the front of it. You know, it's just it's just ridiculous. But uh, all right, well. <laughs> I think that was an interesting discussion about explicit explicit lyrics. I want to thank Mark for participating in that, and want to thank all of you out there for your continued support of the show. I really appreciate that. We love hearing your feedback. You can always email us at acetalksmusic@gmail.com at or leave comments below in either the Buzzsprout or the YouTube channel. We you know we read them all. And uh, you can also check us out on the Patreon.com platform at patreon.com slash music. That's where we host our after-hours show, and uh, we hope to see you there next. So until next time, take care of yourself.